This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is or was your favorite holiday TV or film tradition? 651 651- 641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And Bradley, why are we asking our listeners this wonderful question? Yes, give us a call with your favorite holiday special, 651-641-1071, because our good friends over at the Apple TV Plus did us a solid and gave us It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown back again. At least if you don't, for those of you who don't actually have Apple TV+. Plus, So you don't need to have it anymore. They did take it away because they obtained the streaming rights for it. And, you know, this was sort of a a public TV or at least, you know, over the satellite airwaves, whatever regular old TV way of getting the TV way of seeing it's the great pumpkin charlie brown and then when a streaming service buys the rights to something you know then like you have to get the streaming service and that just doesn't seem fair well apple tv plus after getting a bunch of feedback about yanking uh the the special off of public tv has granted us all the right and will allow pbs to air the special this month so if you uh, are a fan of the beloved Halloween special. It is still available on Apple's streaming platform, but will also air on PBS this month. Thank you, Apple TV+. Plus. Um, because, I, I mean, it just made me think of all of those wonderful TV specials we used to enjoy seasonally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this one being, I think, the only one around Halloween. I'm trying to think if there's any other Halloween I can't think specials. of. I mean, this like yes, the the peanuts specials would always have been the thing that I don't think anybody remembers the Paulin Halloween special, which oh, they yeah. should. Kiss was on that, that and was, Florence Henderson. She was the finale. I if you haven't seen have it, no idea what you're talking about. Go online to YouTube and you can watch the Paulin Halloween special. They tried to make it a thing; it never became a thing, but it should be a thing. <laughs> okay, but anyway, you can make moral it your own of the thing. story is. There are many of these that we remember, you know, from our youth. Children, you have no idea six, five, what this one, used to be like. 641-1071. What is or was your favorite holiday TV or movie tradition? Uh, is this one yours, Bradley? Oh, for sure. I mean, really, I think my favorite holiday tradition was um, The Wizard of Oz, which mm. is not in and of itself a holiday m- film or movie, but it right. was always, you know... It was all. It was an annual tradition to sit down and watch um, the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. I feel like the same is true with the Sound of Music. That seems like that is one that was always played on television sometime around 
the holidays. Yeah, maybe. And I don't know why I feel I that way. I don't have like an actual. Seems plausible. Right? Yeah. Um, but 651-641-1071, what is or was your favorite holiday TV or movie tradition? We have Lynn on the line. Hi, Lynn. Hello, Lynn. Hi. What was your favorite or is your favorite holiday uh, movie or TV tradition? It's Hocus Pocus. Oh, oh that's good. It's perfect timing for that one, really too. One. It is. Yes. You going to watch it? Definitely. All right. I love it. Thank you for your call, Lynn. 651-641-1071. What's your favorite holiday TV or movie tradition? I, You know, it's so funny because I can't, I really, I have a hard time thinking of the, um, the Halloween and like autumnal ones. Mm-hmm. I will say this though, at my house on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. while we are waiting for things to cook, my husband always watches because he used to watch it with my mom. Uh, when she would come over and help me cook, they would watch Rudy together. Oh, fun! Which is so bizarre, yeah. like not a not a normal yeah Thanksgiving thing. And now nobody helps us. That sounds terrible. We don't ask people to come over early to help with cooking any longer yeah. on Thanksgiving. So, but my husband still watches yeah. Rudy. No, that's it's but, fun to have a tradition. There was a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, so I don't know who owns the rights to that. Or I don't they still either. Show that, but. Uh, and then there was another, there was a, they had a Christmas one too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. They had all of them. Uh, 651-641-1071. What is or was your favorite holiday TV or movie special? Let's go to Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Rachel, what was your favorite holiday TV or movie tradition? Well, I'm not sure that I would call it my favorite so much as I just remember doing it every year. <laughs> we, um... It was always around Easter time. My parents, good old Christian parents, we'd like go to Monday, Thursday worship, and then we'd get home, and they would put on the Ten Commandments with <laughs> Charlton Heston. Oh, God. I love it. I don't know why. Oh, my gosh. That is what a memory. <laughs> I, I don't even, like, looking back now, I just laugh about it because I, what were you doing having Christmas kids watch? I love well, I that. I would just fall asleep because it's a long one. That it's is a long so one. so long. But it was, you know, now I look back, though, and I just laugh about it. I think it was such a fun, quirky thing. And when I tell my friends that that's what we did, they're like, your parents were crazy. That's so great. Oh, Rachel, thanks for your call. Thank you. The Ten Commandments on Monday, yeah. Thursday. Makes sense. Let's go to Christine. Hello, Christine. Christine, what's your favorite holiday TV or movie tradition? Okay, it's something that I came up with my own, but whenever I wrap my Christmas gifts, I watch uh, Auntie Mame with Rosalind Russell. Oh, fun. You know, I think people forget that that is sort of, you know, that's got that Christmas um, experience happening in the film itself. Um, So that's like perfect timing. And it's always just a great movie to watch. I don't care what time of year. Yep, I agree. (laughs) Thank you, Christine. Let's go to Diane. Hello, Diane. What's your favorite TV or movie? film uh tradition holiday tradition well for halloween of course it's practical magic mm. sandra bullock and yeah. nicole kidman and our favorite fall movie me and my daughters is we love to watch the movie indian summer oh i don't know that movie know that one either. what's it about um it's about a group of grown adults who go back to their summer camp as adults and just kind of all the things that they encountered and shared when they were there. 
Oh, well, right. fun. That's, yeah, that sounds neat. Cool. Thank funny. you, Diane. Like the big chill for yeah. day camp or big, summer camp. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we got this email from Jess who said, for Halloween specials, I've watched the incredible made-for-TV movie uh, Mr. Boogity ever since the 80s. And Mr. it's now Boogity. on Disney+. Plus. Also, Garfield Halloween. And then she said Christmas. Too I many like, to list, but also love the old family circus holiday specials. Well, Mr. Boogity is a uh, Disney. I did not know that. Mm. And then there was Bride of Boogity in 1987. I don't even know um, what a Boogity is. I don't either. Apparently, Boogity is... A, I bet you can line them up on your pillow like Katie <laughs> Yeah, she did like to put Boogities on her pillow, that Katie Couric. <laughs> 1986 family short film directed by Oz Scott and written by Michael Janover. It huh. was developed as a television pilot and aired as an episode of the Disney Sunday movie. All right. Um, there's also... There's tons of, like, tons of cartoon... Holiday specials, like there were Smurf specials, Mm -hmm. I remember. So, like, all sorts of holiday cartoon fun. I will say, uh, at my house, we do make room every year for the viewing of Elf. Oh, sure. It's just, it's a classic. That is a classic Christmas film. We love it. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, in celebration of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, (laughs) because she has some viewpoints that uh, we want to hug her for. We'll mm-hmm. tell you what they are after this on My Talk 1071. Smart speakers are so smart, they know how to be radios. Listen to My Talk on yours. For some tips on enabling your Amazon Echo, go to mytalk1071.com, keyword Alexa. Beautiful Jamie Lee Curtis. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. And uh, why are we singing the praises of the wonderful Jamie Lee Curtis today, Bradley? Well, because she's fabulous, but also I just want to applaud her for having a healthy relationship with social media. And it turns out, apparently, according to a new article, more on that in a moment, plastic surgery. She's not wrong about the things that she said and i am just grateful that somebody's saying them in hollywood so i saw an article over at page six style by elena fishman jamie lee curtis says plastic surgery is wiping out generations of beauty and i was like "Ooh, tell me more jamie lee curtis because Mm -hmm. you know like i think plastic surgery within reason is is totally acceptable and i'm here for you know the occasional tuck, nip, filler, whatever it is to sort of make you feel your best self. But there does seem to be an excess in a way, uh, Kardashians, Mm -hmm. um, that really boggles the mind. Mm -hmm. And Jamie Lee Curtis understands that. And for a Hollywood celebrity like Jamie Curtis to get it makes me think there's hope that, you know, Hollywood isn't just going to look like Kim Kardashian for the rest of the uh, of uh, time that. Hollywood is around anyway. Anyway, back to the her actual words. Here's what she said um, in an interview with, of all people, Fast Company. Quote, the current trend of fillers and procedures and this obsession with filtering and the things that we do to adjust our appearance on Zoom 
are wiping out generations of beauty. Once you mess with your face, you can't get it back. And that is true. She Now, she talks about her firsthand experience. She did have a, a minor plastic surgery operation back in the 80s, and she was prescribed some painkillers for it because of uh, the after effects. Well, mm-hmm. apparently she ended up developing an opioid addiction from that experience, uh, which she kept secret for many, many years. And she went on to say, I tried plastic surgery. It didn't work. It got me addicted to Vicodin. I'm 22 years sober, which cool, right? Like I am here for that story. Mm -hmm. So thanks for sharing your sobriety story, but also thanks for having like a healthy view of plastic surgery. Mm -hmm. Like um, it's, it is changing our faces. I mean, we talk about this on a regular basis. It's one thing to, you know, like nip and tuck around the edges. And it's a wholly another thing to create an entirely different look. Which, again, free country, go for it. But I do, I just feel like you don't need to go all in. Well, the other thing I think it's doing, and and there's, so I get it because I'm an aging person. I know everybody's aging, right? We are all getting older by the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is a time when your face starts to change or your body starts to change in a way that you're like, ooh, is this what aging feels like? And now in modern times, we have the option of opting out of it, mm-hmm. right? That you just go, oh, well, I don't like that. I'm going to not do it. Yeah. And, and then, by the, just to clarify, mm-hmm. you think you're opting out of it. Right. Thank you. Yeah. That is a good distinction. <laughs> but, but you think you're opting out of it because that's what the industry will have you yeah. believe. It's yeah. like you don't have to age, you can do all of this stuff, which is, great like you said free country do it if you want to do it whatevs um and i would be lying if i told you that i don't get some things injected into my face oh, from time course. to time however is our friend the the part of what then we're doing is like it's not just a physical change but it's also like an emotional change because we're not allowing when we make that choice to opt out and i'm putting that in loose quotes you're you're not like going through the natural process of accepting what aging looks like mm-hmm. and also feels like mm-hmm. so we're literally like altering ourselves emotionally as much as we are altering ourselves physically yeah and fundamentally i think it's just a balance right like you know people continue to put on clothes and cut their hair mm-hmm. and you know bathe and occasionally wear makeup or you know do their hair like it 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 is a matter of degree, and I think that what she points out in this interview is like, don't go overboard. But also, it's not just plastic surgery, which is why I wanted to give her a big round of applause, because I don't particularly have a a horse in that race. Like, I just think we always comment, like, there's this, like, thing about, like, women of a certain age in Hollywood where they all start to look like frogs. Mm-hmm. And it's because what... This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Whatever they're doing is like on a level that no one else is doing, mm-hmm. and it becomes abundantly apparent to those of us who aren't doing it. That's one thing. She also goes on in this uh, interview to talk about her relationship with social media. And I'm like, oh, I'm so here for this, too. I want more people to say this quote. And she's just so honest and upfront about it. Quote, I use social media to sell things and amplify things that I care about, period. The rest is well, she says the rest Mm. is cancer. I never read one comment. She adds that while they play a helpful role in activism, platforms like Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter can be very dangerous for young people in particular. Now, I might have chosen my words with, you know, cancer there a little Mm -hmm. bit differently, but she goes, it's like giving a chainsaw to a toddler. Mm -hmm. We just don't know the longitudinal effect mentally, spiritually, and physically on a generation of young people who are in agony because of social media, because the comparisons, because of the comparisons to others. All of us who are old enough know that it's all a lie. It's a real danger to young people. And I love it because she's not saying like light a fire to it. Don't ever use it. She's like, I use it, but I know what it is. And I wish that more people would be honest with themselves about that. And I think the fact that she, you know, she's in a very particular position where it might not actually be that easy to say things like that Mm -hmm. because of her career and because of the fact that she's a woman of a certain age in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, so I think there's some there's some power in the words that she has chosen. Well, I think that there's I mean, uh, there is a lesson. I mean, she teaches a valuable lesson there when she says, I use it, but I use it specifically for these purposes in these ways. Mm -hmm. And there's a prompt there to then be introspective and think about your own relationship with social media and whether or not you're clear on what you use it for. Yeah. Um, because I don't, I don't know that everybody has thought has given that level of thought to their oh, own social media. Certainly. In fact, I bet most people haven't. Um, but if you, there's no, you don't have to be a celebrity to think like that is what I'm saying. Mm, you don't yeah. have to be a Jamie Lee Curtis Mm-mm. level celebrity to have, you know, a personal um, conversation with yourself about what am I using social media for? And then when you create those limits, it's easier to then make good, better choices. But to her point, kids aren't able to make those choices. No, and that's the dangerous thing. And that's the thing I think everybody needs, you know, to pay attention to because it's one thing for us to have dealt with this. And I think people like Jamie Lee and people down to and including us because of where we grew up without social media it's easy for us to have a healthy relationship with social media because we are we were fully formed before that ever came along we have our own problems um because the world is burning but um of the of the problems facing younger generations it's far you know far more severe when it comes to social media the things that they have to put boundaries up around it's so true and social media knows that it's a problem oh they know just read the news and you'll understand a hundred percent 1,000% 1,000% read the news, please. When we come back... Probably the- with reading being the uh, yeah important and word there. Read it from the actual news, too. Don't find the news oh, on social media oh, to read the news. Okay. I'm just saying you'll find out when you read the actual news why you should do it that way. When yeah. we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Dumb People Doing Dumb Things, we call them crazy, stupid idiots. idiots. After this, on My Talk 107.1. 
Dumb people doing dumb things on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Oh, Bradley, you have a different aura about you right now. It's mm, it's just a little oh, bit different. Yeah, no, it's because I'm giving something away. Are you? Yeah. Hey. Oh, what are we giving away? Hey yo. What do you know? We're giving away another pair of tickets. Two new kids on the blocks, the mixtape tour 2022. That includes Salt and Pecker, Peppa. Uh, what? Excuse you? <laughs> yeah, Rick Astley and Invogue. Pecker? Mm, that's the after show. Rick Astley and Invogue <laughs> coming to the XL Energy Center June 14th, 2022. Tickets go on sale tomorrow, but you can win a pair of tickets right Salt now. Pack off. Mm-hmm. And Rick Astley. Rick Astley. He doesn't need to change. 651-641-1071. Oh, I was going to make another joke, and I won't, because I won't. (laughs) Uh, What color are we giving those away to? How about color number two? Color number two to 651-641-1071. Now, let's get to those crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present... CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Sometimes other places. Cleveland. Oh, okay, if we have to. We're going to an apartment complex in the Cleveland area. And we are going to meet a gal. We don't, she doesn't have a name. It doesn't really matter. Um, but she was warned of something when she moved into her apartment building. Uh, and I, I feel like I would have asked more questions. Um, but when she moved into her new apartment building, the landlord was like, Hey, welcome to the building. Um, there's some, here's, you know, here's where we have the garbage chute and here's where you can park. And also you should know that we've had a problem with the mailman peeing in the mailboxes. What? That's a problem? Well, I mean, I feel like it's easy to solve. The landlord told her there was, quote, an ongoing issue with a mailman who wouldn't stop peeing in their mailboxes. Now. Okay. All right. I'm never getting the mail. Fine. Well, she went out to get the mail one day while he was delivering it, and he was also delivering something else at the same time. So he was peeing into the mailbox? Yes. And she was like, hey, wait a second. You're peeing on the mail. And his stuff was still out. Like, he was actually what mid, let's just say he was delivering the junk mail. And uh, anyway. How is he not arrested up to this point? Like, I I feel like the first time that happens and you know that it's the mailman, you call the post office and say hi. You're whizzing on, and then it becomes the FBI because, uh, by the way, it's mail. The Postal Service is like, that's the real deal. I think part of the problem was that they never caught him in the act of doing it. Okay. So, um, So because she was there and she watched it happen, she started, uh, she confronted him. He started yelling at her and poured out a water bottle to try to wash away. The remnants. Okay. She called the cops. The cops tracked the mailman down. Before they even asked him a question, he told them that he'd just spilled his water bottle. 
So they were like, okay. The guy spilled my water bottle, not pee. It wasn't pee. It was Mountain Dew. Yeah. Smelled like pee. It wasn't Mountain Dew. That's when, what do we know about people who are lying? They give more than they need to in the way of explanation. Exactly. Um, He obviously denied the whole thing. He called the allegation, quote, crazy. But the cops said the mailbox still smelled like urine and cited him for public indecency. What? So here's what I'm getting from this. I I am wondering if he wasn't actually peeing on the mail. If it was like on the outside of the mailbox area or something like that. You know what I mean? Like on the post of the mailbox or something. Well, it was an apartment, right? Yeah. I assume that he was like open, you know, because you know how they get open the whole thing and he was just like whizzing all up in there. I mean, that's nasty. mm -hmm. I don't understand the point of that. Like, what is that? Is that like a gratification thing or like a hate you thing? Why always at the exact same place, right? Like, yeah. I wonder if there was somebody who did, said something to him that got under his skin and mm-hmm. that was his way of getting back oh. or it was like a horny thing. Ugh. That's anyway, nasty. column A, a little from column Could B. Be. Yeah, right? Could be. Could be. Also, at least it wasn't, you know, mm. the other Tim corner. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Around the corner. Fudge. <laughs> yep. Where are we going next? Um, around the corner, actually. Oh, great. I want to tell you about something that happened at the Texas-Mexico border. Oh. Uh, apparently, within 48 hours of each other, U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers working at the El Paso area ports of entry busted a lady and a man. Mm. And they were doing something that will change your life forever. Brown chicken, brown cow? It was not a brown chicken, brown cow, but there was definitely some brown in town. (laughs) Uh, And by that, I mean, let me start with a a brown package. I thought we were going to Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) No, that steamer has already sailed. I want to tell you about a powerful synthetic opioid. That was being transported, oh, or should I say, transported, transported across the American border. Now, remember, I said a man and a woman. Yeah. Okay. Did they both have it in their <laughs> they, booties? They both were smuggling the synthetic uh, drug, and uh, remember, I said it was brown. <laughs> <laughs> Brown is the appropriate color for at least one of these situations. Well, actually, you know, I take that back. It might not be a brown situation. It might be more of a yellow situation. (laughs) Seizure of powerful synthetic opioids were removed from the and the of a man and a woman. Would you like to guess where the I'm guessing he had it in the back door and she was storing something in the front. Uh, That's what I originally thought, but I think it was actually his groan. It's French for his junk. But I don't know how you store a package in your groin. Well, I feel like we've had one of these before where things are just sort of like uh, like he's like, oh, tucked in some folds. Maybe, maybe. Um, apparently, this happened at the port of Isleta when a 30-year-old man presented himself for inspection via pedestrian. It must be they, they must have a pedestrian border mm-hmm. crossing. Um, they detected nervous behavior from the man, referred him for a secondary inspection, where a drug-sniffing dog alerted to the odor of narcotics coming from his groin. 
a pat-down resulted in the discovery of some fentanyl with mm. some other stuff. Okay. And then the lady mm-hmm. had some stuff. In her Owahina. Otherwise known as? Her lower Darby. Her lower Darby or nature's pockets. Pocket. Yeah. The woman acknowledged that she was concealing narcotics within her, 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 her cavity. You know what's always a little bit troubling to me is when we read these stories and they contain a picture of the actual thing and you know where they where it came from yes and i'm like did i need the no. whole thing no thank you emphasis no on yeah, the whole thing. so what happened yeah, it, to it was a lot they got arrested okay but you know what is interesting is hmm. that well i guess drugs are don't weigh a lot 0.1 pounds of fentanyl is what she had in her before mm. that doesn't sound like a lot a lot but maybe no. it is i don't know um, well, also, you got to wrap that stuff to protect it, too. Yeah, it was in plastic bags and duct tape and rubber bands. Okay. That's and a nice. condom. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know. Kind of smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, we're going to go to California and we're going to meet a guy named Mauro Restrepo. And he um, he was having a hard time with his relationship. And he was like, things aren't going great. Um to do something about this okay and so naturally um he contacted a psychic oh he found uh somebody by the name of sophia adams a phd life coach and psychic love coach mm. he found her online and he uh called and made an appointment with her and he felt like because on her website she was you know had these big titles phd yeah. Life coach and psychic love coach. That's a lot of words. And he was like, PhD, that's kind of a big deal. Like, she's must legit. Be like a legit psychic. She's legit. So he went to her and she was like, Yes, honey. Yes. Here's what's going on in your relationship. Here's why it's terrible. Why is she speaking like that? Because she's a psychic and that's oh, what that's psychics what talk, about, talk like. And she's like, Mauro, your girlfriend has put. A curse on you. She is a curse-casting witch. Oh, that's a bummer. Now, Mauro, Mauro. I can remove the curse. Oh, let me guess. But you'll have With to pay three me easy payments. the low, low price of $5,100. Whoa, that's a lot. But it's a curse, Bradley. Well, yeah, it's a curse. And their relationship is bad, and he wants it to be better. So she's like, he's like, okay, I guess. So he gives her some of the money. Actually, no, he did pay her all the money. $5,100? Oh, I'm sorry. No, he gave her $1,000 as a deposit. Okay. Um, so what did she's like, that's good faith. I'll get to work right on that. Yeah. I don't think she probably did. And he went home and he was like, everything's still terrible. I can't sleep. I've that's got anxiety. He didn't pay the full yet. Well, he is suing her and she will hopefully be paying the full amount. And then some, he's asking for $25,000. So I have a question. In damages. Yes. If you pay somebody, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like if somebody says I can solve your problem for $5,100, who's to say she didn't remove the curse, right? She probably did her curse removal exercise, whatever that looks like. But I mean, honestly, like, it's so absurd. It's like when somebody complains about the sex worker not delivering on the promised sexual behavior. Like, 
Shame on who? Right. Like you went to that person thinking she was going to remove a curse. I mean, can you really? Mm-hmm. Be, you know what I mean? Like right. That seems a little weird. Right. You paid the money. Not trying to blame the victim. Thank you. Uh, by the way, she has got a very high Yelp review. No. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah, she's got like four out of five stars. What? Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying like, I don't know. But that's what I mean. Like, how do you, like, can you sue a psychic for not fulfilling see that's the thing you i think you can sue them uh, will you be successful no because there's like no accredited i mean not no for sure but maybe not because there there's no accreditation like there's yeah. no like i mean psychic friends it's true that's legit obviously i'm just saying it's a little weird right like if you're engaging in that behavior i mean you kind of get what you pay for i don't know when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show for the low, low price of $5,100. Wow. That's cheap. I will remove all the curses on everybody. Oh, thank you. And also we'll play a little game. And that game is called the throwback what? after this on my talk. One Oh seven one.